Welcome back to Pace Immigration, paceimmigration.com. Joining us on our YouTube channel, our website, or on our podcast, talking today with immigration lawyer Andy Semichuk. Andy, good to see you. Hi. Hi, Sean. Good to see you. We're doing our predictions, or rather, you're doing your predictions for 2022 on U.S. immigration. Lots to talk about. We'll get right in with your first prediction. This is all from your Forbes article, which people can find online. You've got number one prediction, changes to the H-1B work visas. A quote here, uh, the U.S. will need to seriously crank up its immigration population, particularly in regard to foreign skilled workers, to keep America competitive. Andy, what changes do you foresee for the H-1B work visas? Well, the big thing is there's tremendous pressure on the United States because the population growth is declining. Uh, in the most recent year, there were less than a million people, new people in the population in the United States. And so there's nobody to carry the load of uh, these uh, social programs, you know, uh, security, social security and other programs, unless they improve or crank up the immigration population. So one way to do that is the H-1B visa. They're tinkering with various changes, for example, over the prevailing wage and attaching more significance to those uh, H-1B categories where the payment is higher and so on. But my belief is a broader effort is needed. And if you look at other countries, for example, Canada, Japan, or, or Germany, they're well into this in terms of improving and increasing the number of uh, people coming into the countries. The U.S. is slow on the market. It's got to change. Okay, so we'll keep an eye on that. So uh, this is actually pretty popular online. I know on your Twitter feed, you get a lot of hits about the H-1B. Basically, people are tuning in to find out whether or not they're just going to let more people in the country. You're saying that they will. I'm saying they have to. They're going to have to make some changes because uh, America is slipping in terms of economic prosperity and overall competition with other countries. Excellent. Okay. Number two, the increase in premium processing. This was kind of interesting to me. I didn't quite know all about this. You've got a quote here. So the United States Customs and Immigration Service guarantees that certain employment-based visa petitions will be processed within 15 days, or they'll return the petitioner's filing fee. Expect to see this service expanded in 2022. So the government actually getting stuff done in two weeks. That seems pretty good. It is good. Uh, you have to pay a fee. It's called a premium processing fee, uh, 2500 in some cases or whatever the particular visa is. But look for changes and uh, the use of premium processing with respect to employment authorization documents, with respect to exchange, uh, extending your status or changing status in the United States, and with respect to applications for green cards in the EB1, EB2, and EB3 uh, categories. So they're slowly uh, expanding premium processing overall to all categories, but those are the new ones that are coming in this year. Okay. Number three, but there's a catch. <laughs> After that good news, we've got an increase in filing fees for visas. Quote from you in Forbes, watch for an increase in visa application filing fees at consulates uh, USCIS will also likely increase petition and application filing fees as well. Right. So there's no such thing as a free lunch. And in this case, it means that uh, there's going to be uh, higher fees. What happened here was in 2020, the USCIS increased its fees, but those fees were struck down by a court, a federal court. 
saying that uh, they were improperly increased. So they're going to take another run at it. And this year, I think they're going to get it. So the fees overall are going to change both externally at consulates and also internally through the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Service. Any wild guess as to the amount of the increase, 20%, 10%, somewhere in there? Let's go for 20%. I like that number. Okay. Number four, speeding up of processing of visas. This kind of ties in with number two, where they're trying to get things moving. Quote from your Forbes article, as the pandemic lifts, consulates will reopen and need to double down on visa processing, implementing initiatives to catch up on backlogs. And I noticed in the article, you mentioned maybe like even like video interviews and things like that. Right. Uh, this is a, of all the concerns that immigrants have, uh, processing times has to be the greatest. People want their applications processed as soon as possible. And right now, there's a tremendous backlog in terms of uh, cases that are waiting to be considered because of the close, uh, closed consulates and you know the uh, the pandemic hit on the immigration system. So once that lifts, we're gonna really gonna we're gonna have to really hustle and get those uh, processing times down with more people because of the fee increase. Hopefully, there'll be more people to. Uh, to process these cases. And as a result, I think we can look forward to quicker processing, including such things as why not use uh, Zoom or other methods of interviews? Why do you have to have it in person in every case? I think, you know, modern technology makes things possible. Let's use the, uh, the modern technology. And I think that's what we got to look forward to. Okay. And your last one, the and you get a lot of uh, traffic on this on your Twitter and LinkedIn for the EB-5. Number five, relief for regional center EB-5 investor immigrants. Quote from your Forbes article, passage of a bill like the Foreign Investor Fairness Protection Act to provide relief for foreign investors who invested in the regional center EB-5 program will take place in 2022. Pretty bold prediction. You're saying Congress might actually do something about this. Yeah, they're going to have to. I mean, this thing is a slow boat to China. They're trying to revise the EB-5 program regarding regional centers, and it's just not happening. It's been closed since the end of June last year, or this year, that is. Soon, you know, uh, meaning 2021. Right. And um, the issue is people have invested in in terms of these projects, and they're sitting on the sidelines. Nothing can happen. Nothing's moving with these people. And it's unfair to them. These are foreign investors who took a chance on the United States, put their money up, and they're not getting what they need, namely a green card. So I see a grandfathering of these people taking place simply because something has to move in this area and it's time for something to be done in Congress. Okay. Excellent. Excellent call to action. Thank you, Andy. Those are your top five predictions for U.S. immigration in 2022. In about 364 days, we're going to revisit this video and we'll find out uh, how accurate you are. But in the meantime, people can reach you at asemachuk at pacelawfirm.com for all of their immigration needs. Thanks again for joining us, Andy. We'll talk to you next time. Okay. Thanks, Sean. Take care.